Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The Coterie's night off became a complete and total disaster. Everett turned Jocelyn St. James into a kindred. Ridley tried to sort out Everett's feelings before the vampire hunter turned vampire escaped, and Iris discovered the demon Ford when she was ambushed and is hearing a new voice in her head. Vanden Hope, all ye who listen here. Recent kindred Jocelyn St. James is missing. 
And you know what could go wrong from a vampire hunter who has recently turned with absolutely no one to give her the ropes, having disappeared into the night. Your Dinkeldorf cab has arrived at Maiden Malone's. Uh, Ridley and Everett, you are soaked in blood and in ragged clothing uh, that you'd bought for prom slash Elysium. Uh, and the sun will be up momentarily. Uh, you only have a, a few moments to kind of wrap up your night. Uh, but I did kind of leave you in the lurch. So what do you do after discovering that uh, the trunk, or as Jocelyn might say, the boot of the cab is empty? Shit. Well, she did. I mean, I hate to say it, but like she didn't want to be a vampire. So maybe she'll just sun herself, you know, just nice little poof in at a distance. Goodbye. I hope so. I mean, we're kind of sort of responsible for maintaining the masquerade. If a kindred eye turn goes, you know, shows up in a public place and, you know, does something that gets on the news, that's going to put a lot of heat on us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I won't know we were involved. Technically, we were just in an alley where we left all those corpses and definitely I touched everything. So, ah, fuck, okay, we might be involved. This wasn't a great plan. Um, Maybe, uh, maybe this Elysium thing is a good place to kind of, I don't know, pick up some rumors about maybe any kind of rogue vampires out there. I mean, yeah, that means everyone at this party is going to know the telltale signs of a kindred. I mean, she have to fucking do something tonight. I, I mean, the fucking sun's coming up. We're not going on a nice Australian vampire around the search. I think we got to go inside, eat some at a buffet, you know. have Maybe you should have a snack, just something because, you know, it's been a rough night. It's not what you want. We can just fill you up full of blood, have a nice fucking sleep, and then tomorrow we go get my, my fucking gloves and then I meet the famous people. Honestly, I could just do with a change of clothes and a shower right now. I think that would be best for me. And right, well, uh, maybe... You know, you too. Yeah, okay. Well, come, in, come inside. Uh, come inside. Uh, so we'll let it go inside. And be like, All right, so take off your clothes. They'll give it to the boys and say this again. You know, we'll see if I can read the tags. They'll do what I do. Uh, and then he's just takes the thing from behind the bar because I don't think there's a shower in here. And it's just soda water. Just like hoses himself <laughs> down and strips his clothes off. He's like, get your fucking clothes off. This deals with the blood. No, not, not up here, Ridley. This you, is the cover. This is the front. We don't get our blood all over this part of the room. It's fucking 6.30 in the a.m. It's fine. It's fine. It goes down. You think there's been no blood in here? The bear boys work here. <laughs> I swear, I've seen them rip off a man's arm just right over fucking here. Blood that is bled here is one thing. Blood that is tracked in from a crime scene <laughs> is another. Yeah, but mine's already on the floor, and it's the same blood. So, I mean, it's not going to get any worse. I'm going to go downstairs, and I, I go down to the basement. Um, you go downstairs um, to find uh, Harvey and Chonky uh, both just having a nice snooze. They've done that adorable, like, buddies in a buddy cop film sleep thing where they've, like, slumped against each other, uh, and um, they're just uh, light, lightly snoring. Um uh, Harvey kind of blinks awake uh, when you come down and he's just like, well, shit, Everett. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I guess we, we should be in those uh, those nice coffins. Uh, your, your buddy, uh, that handsome Ridley guy got us, huh? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just so used to falling asleep, leaning on things, you know, with my, my comedy life and my, my detective days. Uh, it was a little strange for me. 
you can uh, sleep wherever you want, Harv. It's fine. All right. Uh, hey, uh, I got an indelicate question for you there, uh, Everett. What's that, Harv? I'm a little... I'm a bit of a mess right now. Can it wait? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose. I was just wondering if you, if you had any cats on you. No, no. Uh, I, I think the Bear Boys are probably going to get you something during the day. And if they don't, I'm sure there's plenty of cats, you know, alley cats, raccoons around here. You're probably going to be fine. Yeah, all right, all right. I just thought I'd ask. Uh, no hey, harm uh, in asking. Yeah, you, you you look pretty rough there, partner. You might as well uh, get cleaned up. There's a, there, You know there's a shower in the back, eh? I thought I saw something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, uh, you take care of yourself, Everett. Uh, I think uh, you and me need to have a chat about, uh, and he just like taps one of his fangs. Is, uh, about this whole situation uh, sometime yeah, we, soon. We haven't really talked that out. Uh, I'm sorry about that. We'll, oh, uh, hey, hey, you know, uh, honestly, uh, comedians are up all night anyway. This is uh, <laughs> this is just fine for my career choices here. Right, right. Yeah, good. Uh, well, uh, between now and when we have that talk, you just make sure to keep out of trouble, all right? Yeah, all right. Well, I'm just having a snooze with... Uh, uh, Charles over here. All right. Well, uh, good, good day, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, you too, Everett. Go get and cleaned I'll, up. I'll go take a, a shower. Great. Um, Iris, uh, your apartment is also a bloodbath. Uh, it seems to be a common theme from everyone's nice night off where they could just do nice things they wanted to do. Yeah, thanks for that. I didn't roll the messy successes. Um, <laughs> Iris, uh, you've just heard a voice in your head. Uh, you you were attacked uh, after uh, Iggy arrived at your door. Um, and uh, you, you and Emily managed to subdue uh, all of your attackers. Um, you are still crazy feral, though, um, with an elongated jaw, extra long teeth, and... Um, uh, sort of uh, jagged, um, razor sharp bone spikes uh, coming out of your elongated fingers or fingies, as as we like to call it around these parts. Um, and uh, a voice in your head uh, just said, "Oh, it's you again." What is your response? I kind of give my head a shake and kind of take the reaction off of Emily that she didn't hear it. Mm. Um, but if I have the capacity for quick thinking, I would ration it away as the drug. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the voice doesn't, uh, doesn't say anything else to you. It just kind of had that statement. And, um, as you shake your head, um, you're, it's a little bit like if you've been hit by a flashbulb, you shake your head and the vision of what you'd just seen is kind of almost there as an after image. Um, and uh, you can actually feel, and it's it's rather uncomfortable for the first time in a while um, that you have a pulse. Like blood is physically rushing through your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're kind of... But I feel like that feels good because that, that's kind of, that is what I want. <laughs> I want to want to be it, it, Yeah, it, it absolutely does. It's a little bit like if you've had a stuffed nose for a real long time and you just kind of forget what not having a stuffed nose is like and then suddenly you don't anymore. You're like, right, this is most of my life. I've just had a shitty couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll never guess whose allergies are acting up. This guy. <laughs> I'm um, alive again. Yeah, so um, 
Uh, it feels good. Uh, that said, I think having uh, a chance to actually like look at, at kind of what's happened to your hands is is a bit alarming. Um, that said, um, you can um, already see the um, uh, the sort of elongated fingers um, beginning to uh, recede slightly. And as uh, your vision continues to swim, um, you find yourself um, starting to... You, you basically find the effects of the drac are already starting to wear, wear not off, but recede a bit. Um, you got a real hard jolt. Um, but um, there's, and it, again, it's not like instantly. You have um, one uh, victim hung up in your snack room, as, uh, as you've dubbed it. Uh, and uh, Emily is uh, still in there. Uh, also, keep in mind, you have a weird voice now for continuity's sake. Iris, what do you do? I probably let Emily do her thing. Um, am I? And I'm just like, I'm rapidly changing back. Uh, no, uh, think of it as um, your the the sort of like uh, long pointed fingers are starting to recede, but um, it's not an immediate thing it's not like wolverine just like snicking his claws back in mm-hmm. it's that um the initial dose gave you like um i think like almost uh like an adrenaline shot to the heart from like that pulp fiction scene where it's just like you had a sudden burst of this mm. but now that um you're kind of trying to consciously settle yourself down you're again kind of assuming everything is part of the drug um it's starting to recede but there's kind of a throbbing to it um and you get the sense it's probably going to take like an hour and a bit um, for you yeah, to be properly okay. back in. So in then your... I probably could collect a bunch of things that calm me down, mm. like human things, like um, scents and candles and my fizzy wine. And I, I'll mm-hmm. go lock myself in the bathroom so that I don't hurt anybody else. Okay. Um, you hear uh, Emily bumping around outside, <laughs> cleaning up. Uh, she really is the best. Um, what uh, what song is Emily listening to as she cleans up? Sean Mendez. Bold choice. Um, all right, so uh, Emily is is working on that. Um, Miles, can you roll me a? Uh, let's go with resolve or ooh. yeah, I think resolve. Uh, resolve and. Weirdly, I think awareness or uh, I would take awareness or perhaps um, persuasion. This is rolling for how how much your your random human totems uh, manage to calm you. Tom, if you're giving me persuasion, I'm always taking persuasion. Do you think Iris would be trying to persuade herself that everything is fine? Like the dog drinking the coffee in the burning room? Or would yeah. she be basically? Would you be doing the fake version or the real version? Like, is she actually doing the work, or is she just trying to band aid over it? With I think she's scared, so she's like, "Yeah, I'm scared. This isn't this okay." Is then normal, it's so I'm persuasion. actively trying right. to. So awareness would be like, "I'm going to meditate." Uh, persuasion would be like, "I'm fine. This is fine. This happens yeah. all the time. Whatever. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it would be in your creepy voice. It's fine. Yeah. There you go. Shit. Um. Uh, really good role. Um, You're really good at denial. <laughs> yeah. 
That's uh, five successes. Three of them are um, tens. Are any of them on a hunger dice? No, I don't have any. Regular successy. Um, <laughs> Remember, I ate a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, you did. You did. You you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had you had a, a fancy feast. Uh, She's got us there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, so um, yes, you light a bunch of candles and just try your damnedest uh, to to chill the fuck out. Um, there is something incredibly comforting about the fact that Emily is back. Um, you're out of immediate danger. Also, I think as someone who has uh, spent the last few combat encounters being like pants shittingly terrified that everything can kill you and you can kill nothing suddenly having the ability to kill things um is also a weird kind of comfort despite the kind of horror that comes with it um but uh yes uh what to, do you put on music do you listen to asmr what's your what are you doing what's kind of the atmosphere of the room you mentioned like candles what else you got going i put on friends <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a very important question uh that i think all of us have always wanted to know about iris um who is iris dunn's favorite character on friends or the one she identifies the most with rachel but she's actually a monica right i think we can all agree she identifies she yeah she loves rachel but it's probably monica yeah all right she's an aspirational rachel do <laughs> an aspirational rachel <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Uh, okay, great. So um, as uh, Iris watches that one where um, you occasionally hear uh, this, the, like the muffled sounds of screams from the snack room. Uh, as anyone who's lived in a modern built condo knows, their walls are made of paper. Um, Not good. Yeah, but um, uh, you also hear the occasional like thump uh, and uh, every so often an Emily line being like, you're ruining my Sean. Um, and then the music just turns up slightly, um, and uh, suddenly I the, feel the like, are gone. I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. I feel like Emily would have soundproofed the snack room. She's smarter. Emily than that. hasn't been back for very long. Mm, okay. Well, if you remember, she moved, she moved you in, and then God damn it, Emily. Uh, she got because she got attacked by Keanu Batista like the day you moved in. She's a wolf person now. Yeah, but. I will I will take the Emily would have done this under consideration as something Emily might do soon. Uh, that's also why you moved in next to Kyle Minogue because he's super loud. Um, and currently loud building murder Offense. gauntlets for Ridley. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so Iris, uh, that's how you, you spend uh, the, the rest of the evening in, into dawn is just waiting for your, your body to kind of recede back into itself. Um, being vaguely uncertain of of what um, what form it will take when when everything's settled, but again, as as time goes on, like it, it does look a little bit like things are getting back to normal. Um, fingers crossed. Um, Everett, you shower and change, and I think tuck in for the evening. Um, Ridley, is there anything else you do after hosing yourself down with soda rather than the water that is also on every bar tap gun? Yeah, well, soda helps get out of the cloth. Um, I feel like he'd strip down. He would scrub the area. Like, he's not just going to, like, spray blood all over the bar. No, he's like, there's a ground and there's a grate. So, like, cleaning equipment. Yeah, yeah, the old sluice grate. Yeah, yeah. He'd spray it down there along with a bunch of, like, fucking whatever the nastiest cleaning stuff is possible. Uh, And then I think it'd just be a quick convo with the Bear Boys about, like, 
you know, go get fucking Everett's clothes. He probably took them off and folded them like a fucking moron full of fucking evidence. Uh, and then take my Burnham uh, and get us new outfits to make us look fucking classy. So I guess Everett, uh, just make him look like a cop at a formal event. Uh, but, you know, I aim for police stripper. I feel like it's a classy stripper, though. Like one of those fucking ones that goes to a millionaire's house. And me, Don Johnson, that's fucking nailed it. Uh, and then I need fucking buffet. I told you guys to bring a buffet. And there's no buffet. Buffet when we wake up, everyone's going to be hungry. Bring a fucking boatload of cats for my son. Uh, and then somebody narcissistic because Chonky seems to be in the debt. I mean, that's me looking after Everett's boy, but I'm a good fucking dad, ain't I? So, you know, have a nice day. Give me my shit. You're all the best. I love you, boys. And then he kisses them each on the forehead like a dad would. And then he goes to goes to fucking bed. Cool. So you've left uh, left this task uh, with uh, Chonky's right-hand man, uh, who is now running the daytime operations. Uh, he is a bear boy named uh, Sugar Chesterfield. Uh, he's technically more of an otter than a bear, but, you know, he makes it work. Um, and, uh, he just, uh, kind of nods. He's like, uh, well, Hey, uh, you heard the boss. Let's, let's go shopping. Um, and, uh, then he, he nods to one of the, the other bear boys and says, uh, listen, um, some Saskatchewan, uh, you, uh, you go to the nearest kill shelter. I want you to get every cat who's an asshole, just everyone they don't want, uh, Let's let's keep our cat kills clean here, yeah. And they they all put their hands in. And they go go bear boys, which is something they've never shown Ridley, um, but that they've secretly been doing every morning before they set out on their murder missions. Ridley likes um, it. Oh, do you catch it from the the doors? And he's like, oh uh, shit, sorry, sir, we weren't. No, I, I think I think Ridley it's wouldn't just even in say his coffin, anything. Just... <laughs> Smile. Is that like? dad closing the door on the kid thinking he's reading a book in a sneaky way that's really obvious it's just him like it warms the cockles of his dead unbeating <laughs> heart as he like goes down amazing and with that you turn in for the day hello gov it's your boy ridley and i'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organization everyone knows as you look around there's a lot of bear boys and you know to be a bear boy you got to be a bear and you got to be well not exactly a boy but you got the important thing is you got to pay your fucking dues is what you got to do and right now i just know from looking at the numbers there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that, you're on the inside. Come talk to me on a Patreon-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. 
Another day passes uh, in Montreal. Um, newscasters everywhere uh, are relieved to finally not have to talk about uh, the uh, CN Tower bombing or uh, the the murder of Gordon Stevenson, but instead uh, to get to report more heartwarming stories uh, about the Satin Prince uh, and his legacy. Uh, but Montreal, of course, the news is consumed uh, also by the uh, the club fire and uh, the the string of disappearances that that seem to be plaguing the city. A lot of things happen throughout the day. Um, a uh, Dinkeldorf cab has its uh, trunk or boot, if you will, uh, hosed down and uh, just just chemically cleaned um, very deeply. Uh, they luckily have a, a, a the Dinkeldorf managed to get a hell of a deal on replacement, uh, you know, upholstery and that sort of thing for the cabs. Uh, so yet another one goes in the incinerator, uh, knowing well his business. Um, under the watchful eye of Sugar Chesterfield, uh, the Bear Boys set out in search of uh, a buffet for Ridley, which means it is time to roll. On the chart of victims! Oh, Ridley Ryan. looks excited, like one of those people, but he's like naked, just getting out of bed, doing one of those like almost excited for the, what the hell is it? Price is Right run? Where he's right. like, oh, nice. Fucking uh, yeah! He wants oh, to man. play the Matterhorn. Um, that new coffin's got a little ballroom. <laughs> I will say all this happens uh, before you you awake, but that, that will okay. happen as soon as you do. Uh, so this is, weirdly, a, a daytime sequence that none of you are directly involved in, but Ryan, I'm going to get you to roll uh for for sugar um so uh please roll uh, again we're we're looking for a score out of 50 uh so go ahead and uh roll a d100 and divide it in two um miles uh, if you could please do the same um for uh we'll say um jean-luc packard uh who is uh <laughs> a uh a, a like an unconventional bear boy, uh, you know, bald, very good at tactical stuff, loves Earl Grey tea, uh, is also out on the hunt for alternate uh, victims for for foods. Um, yeah. So if you could both go ahead and roll me two D100s, or D10s rather, uh, one being the the big number, one being the small number, and then we'll divide yeah, Ridley, into- Ridley would need his two snacks. So uh, 46. 46 from uh, Sugar. Forty-one. Ooh, and forty-one from uh, Jean Packard. Uh, all right. Well, let's flip to the back of the book. <laughs> so spooky. Ooh, it's part of the binding. Oh, it's always been here. <laughs> all right. Um, oh wow, that's pretty good. Oh wow. Okay. Very interesting. Um. All right, so Miles, um, Jean-Luc Packard uh, finds a, oh boy. Are you sure it's not Packard? Uh, It could be, it's E-R-D, so it could be Packard, I suppose, if we really want to lean into the bit. Um, Okay. We never lean into bits here on Blood and Syrup. Look, no. I was trying to sneak clearly Jean-Luc Picard through without drawing too much <laughs> attention to it. 
But yes, Jean-Luc Picard is uh, enjoying his Earl Grey tea. Um, Listen, I'm still back with Sam Saskatchewan, so, you know, we're having a nice time here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do believe the note on that particular Patreon name was, good luck pronouncing this one, comma, LOL. So I hope you're LOLing, (laughs) you beautiful monsters. Um, So... Yeah, fuck it. He finds a uh, Jean-Luc Picard finds a uh, a skater um, who is uh, trying to escape uh, an enemy gang. Um, he is, in fact, a, uh, a skater boy named Levine, um, and he is uh, he's running from a, a gang that is is really pissed off. He was uh, he was tagging uh, their property. And he happened to uh, roll into uh, Jean-Luc Picard, who uh, offered to help him uh, escape. Uh, he knows a great bar where they can lay low for the day. Um, and uh, Jean-Luc notices particularly that uh, uh, Levine is a, is, seems to, to have been tagging uh, his own face on the wall in spray paint. Uh, his his uh, tag seems to, to be a, a picture of himself. So he's hoping that'll be a, a good snack uh, for, uh, for Chonky. Or Charles, as we've learned, his name may actually be. Um, meanwhile, um, Ryan, uh, you awake. You do your excited to play um, uh, Price is Right dance. And um, uh, you see a, a very tired looking uh, Sugar Chesterfield um, sitting with a, with a hand um, on the shoulder um, of a, uh, a slightly... Um, uh, skittish uh, looking man um, and uh, Sugar is like uh, uh, morning there boss uh, I'm glad to hear the coffin has more ballroom uh, that was uh, it was definitely on, on the wish list there uh, I think we can all appreciate a little more ballroom uh, got this guy uh, from uh, seemed to be uh, seemed to be lurking you know he was he was in a he was in a van uh, and uh, saw him uh, you know, just just kind of seem to be observing people. Um, so I figured that that's an evil guy, right? And uh, the guy seems to be like not that concerned. I don't know if that's true. Oi, Yav, ah, uh, what are you doing in that van? Sorry about the nudity. This seems more aggressive than I'd intended to have a cover. You know, I'm going to put on some fucking pants just to say. He like awkwardly pulls on pants, but he misses one leg a little bit, so it's a little hoppy, and then he kind of comes back over. He's like, so what the fuck are you doing in that van, just looking around? Oh, uh, you know, I, uh, well, this is kind of embarrassing, but, um, you know, we, uh, we, we heard there, there, well, there might be some problems around in the neighborhood, and we just want to try and keep it safe. And when you say we, who's we? Oh, uh, well, um, uh, just a couple of my friends and I, uh, we kind of, we were like a neighborhood watch kind of group. So, uh, we got a van with some surveillance equipment and we've just been trying to like stop any crimes. There's been a lot of murder around here lately and people disappearing. So we want to put an end to that. Um, and then he kind of like pauses his, wait a minute. Um, I'm sorry. Are you, are you the Riddler? Oh, well, it's always nice to meet a fan. So, I mean, yes, but who are you? Uh, my name's uh, Seymour Wayner. Um, and uh, we've heard, uh, and, and uh, it would seem my name is particularly appropriate this morning, given your uh, ballroom, sir. Um, listen, uh, I, 
well, you and my friends, we, we heard you've been doing a lot of good around here. It's been a lot safer since you, you, you and your crew showed up. Well, that's nice. What do you call your little group, friend? Oh, um, a little thing I like to call the FBI. And suddenly um, there's an explosion upstairs uh, and a team of uh, SWAT guys come rushing down the stairs, <laughs> um, guns up. Uh, and uh, Sugar Chesterfield is like, oh, I knew that van was too easy. Um, I would say roll for initiative. That's not what we really do in, in this game. Everett, you're, uh, you're sleeping in the office in the back. Uh, you hear an explosion uh, and classic yells of get on the ground, get on the ground. Um, but uh, you're still in your little alcove because you don't sleep with, with the rest of these cats. What do you do? We have to get to a party. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, no one wants to get to Elysium, one of the key facets of Vampire the Masquerade, more than me. But when you roll on the table of victims and an FBI agent comes up, a surveillance technician comes up, and you send one of the inexperienced bear boys to do it, shit just happens, you know? Uh, Also, we've established there's an increasing uh, presence of uh, investigators. Okay, Tom, uh, we're going to need to create a list of bear boys (laughs) so I know who isn't dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would seem that uh, Jean-Luc Packard Packard really nailed it, um, as he would. He made it so. bastard. I got a a biker gang with full reliability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. We've really been respecting the hell out of our character creation rules. Hey, Tyler, why don't you tell me about your touchstone, the pediatrician that we've met a bunch of times? Um, I'm waiting, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hold (laughs) up. Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, Tyler, what do you do? I get up. uh, I I don't have a shirt or pants on um, because (laughs) they were covered covered in blood. are we, am I fortunate enough that the uh, bear boys dropped off clean clothes or am yes. I, yep. I am. Okay. Look, they did the things they set out to do. Sugar just fucked up. Okay. So yes, there's a, a bag of uh, clothes at your door. Then I put on my clothes. I grab my gun and I uh, crack the, the door open uh, to see what's going on out there. Um, first of all, I should say these clothes, uh, they look like what you wanted, um, but they just feel so good. Like they are just of a cut and a fabric and like, you didn't know clothes could feel nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like an annoying thought for you given the, the, the stress of the situation, but like, really this is, they, they did good. So what did they get me? Uh, they got you like a good facsimile of what you were wearing. They just bought it from high end places. Okay. So it's just like, you've still got your, your, so it is like like just like a button down shirt slacks. Yeah, and a long coat and a hat. Yeah, I say this largely because yeah. uh, I just bought like good sweatpants, and my god, compared to the <laughs> bad sweatpants I've had, it's night and day. So like, you've got the good sweatpant equ- equivalent uh, of your whole outfit. Um, you crack the door, um, and uh, you see um, Mayday Malone get like bashed off the bar. Uh, a shotgun falls out of Jesus. his hands, um, and uh, he's just yelling, "I didn't fight in the war for this!" And someone's like, "Which war, sir?" He's like, "You shut up." Um, but, uh, at, at a glance, um, you're actually shocked, uh, to see, um, 
there's a couple of agents uh, wearing um, CSIS uh, vests, which you'd expect, uh, which is the, the Canadian Secret <laughs> Intelligence Service. But there's also people in FBI vests, which is okay. really fucking out of place here. Yeah. Um, but there's... CSIS means like nothing to me. FBI, I have written knows because he's from... CSIS means very little to very few, which is actually yeah. one of the reasons why they're a good intelligence agency. <laughs> uh, no one's making cool shows about them. Um, yeah. But uh, the fact that the FBI is operating on foreign soil is of great concern mm-hmm. um that said uh, aside from mayday getting roughed up um uh it's early evening so some patrons are getting like kind of thrown uh thrown there's there's uh, like one of those guys who's just there being like sir sir <laughs> call down stand against yeah. the wall sir we're not here for you um the there's a couple of uh swat guys um kind of positioned at the top of the stairs uh with rifles pointing down the stairs um, but otherwise up here, there just seem to be agents now. Uh, and you can see like, um, uh, flashing lights outside. Um, <sighs> we're fucked. At um, least you didn't steal a baby this time, right? Yeah. Um, no, I just made an adult killing baby. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in I'm in this office and there's the door out to the bar. There's no other exits for me as I understand this office. No, no. Um, then while they are still trying to get control of the situation, I figure that's the best time to move before they actually like lock it down. So I'm going to try and sneak out the door of of the office and into the bar and uh try to hide in like the larger room. Okay. Um, can you roll me please a, uh, should I, I think... do a, a rouse check? Cause it's, a Oh new night. shit. Yeah. And sorry, Ryan, I'm going to need one of those from you as well, brother. I already did one. I passed. Great. Well, good news is man, you wanted a buffet. I also passed. All right. Thank That's goodness. Tough. So I'm just, I'm only still at three hunger. <laughs> um, only. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're looking so, for some kind of stealth check. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm going to want stealth. Um, and I think okay. based on what you've said, probably wits, because this is less about, this is more about I lo- picking. I love it when you give me wits. Uh, shit. It's been a while. I forgot that was a good stat for you. But realistically, it. It, it seems like this would be you being like, I got to move quickly and quietly. Not, I'm going to, you know, like you're just waiting for the right time in the quick time event to hit the button to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yep. Four successes. Oh, shit. You are uh, a leaf on the wind, sir. You, um, uh, managed to kind of duck out. Um, there are a couple of bear boys too. And as soon as they see the door to the office open, they start making a, like a ruckus, um, and kind of like fighting back a bit, uh, which buys you time. Um, would you try and get to the karaoke cabinet or the behind the bar? Um, and I'm thinking this is like a full DJ setup. So there is enough shit that you could presumably hide behind. I think the karaoke cabinet then. Okay. Um, so you kind of sneak over and, uh, crouch, um, in there, uh, you're completely unseen, which is great. Um, and, uh, you've now got a better vantage point. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at the condo, um, Iris, can you please roll me a rouse check? Just one dice, right? Yep. Success. Great. 
Um, so, uh, you wake up, um, to, uh, a, um, Joey dating Rachel episode. So like, you know, that it ran too long after you fell asleep. This is a shitty thing to wake up to. Um, but, uh, you, you wake up feeling uh, pretty well rested, all things considered, um, and, uh, make your way out into the, uh, the main room of the condo. Uh, it's been cleaned, um, you uh, you smell coffee uh, on the air, which um, would be nice if you could you know consume it. Uh, but uh, Emily uh, Emily comes out um, with uh, with a mug uh, that she's sort of sipping from, um, and uh, she says, uh, "Oh, it's uh, uh, Iris. Good morning, uh, evening. I guess um, good to see you. Uh, glad to see your digits are somewhat." Uh, somewhat back to normal and sure enough uh, looking down um, your fingertips are a mess of angry red scar tissue um, but uh, it would seem that the claws have uh, have receded um, uh, as have uh, your jaw seems to have clicked back into place um, you're sore like it, it feels like uh, you've done an exercise that you haven't done in a long time or ever so there are just parts of your body that you didn't know could hurt that hurt um, but, um, and you, you have the equivalent of like a, a horrific hangover headache. Um, but, uh, Hey, you know, you don't have spooky nightmare hands anymore. So that's, that's nice. Uh, and there are no voices in your head. So how are you feeling? Uh, a little disoriented. Um, but I, I feel like I've calmed down. Oh, that's nice. Um, I made the equivalent of a mimosa for you. Uh, it's just over there on the mm. counter. Um, so uh, I understand um, from uh, what I've ascertained from your scheduling that uh, you have a rather large event this evening. Uh, will you be joining uh, the rest of your uh, coterie? Was that the term? Yes, they do have to join, even though they're going to be complete idiots at this thing. Yes, I am afraid of that as well. Um uh, in future, uh, for, for these Elysium events, we should be able to actually get more information, but it would seem this is the first one uh, from, from what I've heard. Um, my uh, my pack has told me that uh, there hasn't been one of these in Montreal for, for quite some time, um, and they're actually a little astounded that it's happening at all. Um, there was some talk of attacking it, but I, I, I tried to talk them out of it. So, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, she says, kind of like crossing fingers around the mug. Well, thank you. Uh, that's terrifying and, and good information to know. I mean, what am I here for, if not uh, these days, uh, for terror and information? Um, speaking of, um, I've got everyone uh, nicely dealt with in the other room, so they're not going anywhere. I'll be staying here. Um, unfortunately, the full moon has passed, um, but uh, one of my pack mates has some very interesting friends. Uh, so he dropped these off, and she just pats like a case full of guns. Uh, and she's like, so I'll be more than able to hold the fort uh, until uh, if you want to bring the coterie back around, maybe after the party or tomorrow, um, you, you can question uh, the attackers. I got some information out of them, but it's just so hard to hear when they're screaming that much, you know? Emily, you're the fucking best. Oh, thanks, Iris. I missed you too. Um, in any case, you don't want to be late for a party. If they're going to make as many etiquette failures as I suspect they will, you'll be wanting to get on your way fairly soon. I've got your outfit all ready for you. Um, enjoy your mimosa. I'm going to go take a quick nap, but if there's anything you need, feel free to wake me up. That's how our relationship works. No, you go ahead. Have your nap. The only thing I'm going to need in the 
little bit of distant future is if uh, that snack room starts to get noisy again, we might need to soundproof that a little bit. Em. Oh, excellent. Yes. Uh, soundproofing. That's a wonderful plan. I will get right on that. Um, oh, uh, also, um, I'm afraid uh, I have to inform you that uh, your doorman is dead. Uh, I'm not sure if you had a, a relationship with him. Um, there was some police who stopped by earlier, uh, but I made sure to give them a very um, uh, sad, shocked um, lady who just kind of woke up and like you ruined my lifetime movie moment. And I think they bought it. How did he die? Uh, it would seem that uh, the gentleman who came a calling um, uh, shot him. Fuck. Yes, we, we might want to look at getting you a different condo, Iris. Um, that might be a that might be a good idea. Um, uh, we might need to distance ourselves from this location. But in the meantime, I'm going to buy a bunch of egg cartons. Um, Amazing. And then she just raises the coffee and um, goes to your guest room, uh, which is probably the snack room. So she's just going to go sleep in there. Uh, she like put, puts like she like kind of like very quickly with one leg, kind of like kicks the the gun box under her arm so she doesn't spill her coffee um she just nods to you and then goes goes into the uh the snack room okay um yeah i mean i probably start getting ready i might i might text probably everett knowing that ridley won't won't be able to read it. It is weird that you've become the keeper of secrets for this group. You know that Everett eats vampires and that Ridley is illiterate, but the other <laughs> yeah. two don't know each other's shit yet. That's fun. Um, okay, so yeah, taking your time though, getting ready, making sure you're doing. Yeah, I'm not feeling great, so I'm taking it easy. Like okay. I'm not, I'm not rushing that much, but like I am getting ready. It's mostly asking because I want to figure out if and when you show up in this other scene, but it sounds like you get there after. So fair enough. Um, so you decide to get ready. Um, what is the overall look you're going for tonight? Um, I, I'm going full red carpet, so it's going to be a lot. Okay. Cool. Um, so you you spend the time, like, really mm-hmm. doing the best job you can. Mm-hmm. Um, with, my, with my scarred, stubby fingers. Uh, well, they're not stubby. Like, they've grown back to your normal fingers. It's just they're they're covered in like blood bruising. Um, great, and, and it's scarred. great for makeup. Hey, you just wear silk gloves or something. It's cool. <laughs> I've seen award shows. Uh, meanwhile, back at Maydays, uh, with no outside assist from uh, spooky murder vampire uh, Ridley, um, uh, seemingly. Uh, Clowns from the FBI and CSIS have rushed in uh, in SWAT gear. Uh, in the basement with you, you've got um, Harvey. Uh, you've got Chonky. Uh, unfortunately, you don't have Dederick because he went to get stuff from his place. Uh, but Fine, we'll he wouldn't him. do well here. I doubt it. Um, there aren't any other Bear Boys down here because uh, they were doing other things. Uh, what do you do? Is there like a freight exit? Because I imagine we'd hear them come in the front door. Uh, yes, they're like rushing the stairs. Um, the surveillance uh, guy is just grinning ear to ear. Um, cool. Then I think what he'd do is grab the surveillance guy by the throat and start using him as a shield towards the stairs and just book it for the freight exit if there's some back door where we can get the people in the basement out. Um, okay, great. So as soon as you, you do that, uh, Seymour's like, wait, what? Um, and, uh, you start dragging him, uh, dragging him out the back. Um, 
a team uh, comes kind of like uh, into the basement um, and, uh, or sorry, I guess you're saying you're doing this as you hear them blow the entrance, right? Yeah, his first instinct would be grab the guy, human, she'll be all, everybody get the fuck out, don't say anything, out the fucking door. Like, just right. move. So every everyone get, gets up, um, uh, Levine is like, hey, like, am I coming too? Um, and Chonky just like throws him over his shoulder. Um <laughs> And uh, they start booking. Finally, it. someone reliable. I uh, start booking for the exit, uh, which is when you hear the uh, telltale tink, tink, tink of metal on stairs. Um, before the uh, grenade goes off, uh, Ridley, what do you do? Um, I would like to throw the guy I'm carrying onto the grenade. Yep. I'm going to need a probably an athletics and strength. Good stats. Good stats for Ridley. They're all right. They're not the best. They're not the worst. Oh, what a weird spread. Okay, I've got one success, but it's a 10. I don't know if that makes any difference. Uh, if it's just one, it, it doesn't. Dope. Um, so you, you lob him at the grenade, um, but it's a bit uh, awkward because you were like sprinting out the back. So it's more of like a kind of turnaround and awkward toss. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, not the best. Um, he he hits the ground near the grenade, uh, and the grenade goes off. Uh, and there's a brilliant blast uh, of light, uh, and you realize uh, that it wasn't, uh, in fact, an incendiary grenade. Uh, oh no, he! Fi- I figured it was going to yeah. be. Uh, it was, in fact, a uh, what you would probably identify as a, a flashbang. That is until you hear Chonky and Harvey begin to scream and feel your own skin begin to burn as the light of the sun fills up the small room. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai angle and all our ads use the tracks no control in chiefs by jazzar that's j-a-h-z-z-a-r all of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dumb dumbs and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are at dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and most importantly you can join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the night. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.